When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. This week we have Bob Melvin getting a new job, PETA's making some noise, and we're still going on with the World Series. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome again to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, <laughs> Baseball Family. I am Brad, and on the right... We already have Brig with the church giggles, <laughs> starting things off early. Oh man! Hello, baseball family. <laughs> Woo! All right, Brig. Let's. Uh, we got a lot. There's a lot this week. I'm actually surprised at how much there is. I think I said that last week too, but legitimately so surprised this week how much there was. Yeah. Um, let's start That's with good. this. Bob Melvin, uh, who, for those of you who don't know, managed the A's this last season and several seasons before um he's he signed a three-year deal with the padres i did not see that coming at all nope no um and well because we talked last week was it last week about mike schilt right no, yeah not just mike schilt but we threw out other names but yes mike schilt left uh st louis and we were uh, like oh god why would you not do that but Apparently they have reasons to not do that. I wonder what's going on with Mike. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Bob Melvin is a great choice. He's a very good manager. Uh, yeah. He he did a pretty good job in Seattle. Um, I don't want to say he did a great job, but he did a pretty good job. So, yep. um, so that that he's got that going for him, which is nice. But Cinderella um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody else who actually I, I saw this. Somebody else who uh, interviewed for that position was uh was uh Ozzy Guillen. Really? That surprised me above everything with the way things ended for him. Was it in Miami? I think it was. Yeah, the it's like oof. hmm that's Man. shocking. Where's Buck Showalter? Is he interviewing anywhere? I don't know. I think Buck Showalter's on a beach somewhere, honestly. I don't yeah, know how concerned he is with managing baseball these days. He'll he'll answer if they call. But if they don't I'm call, sure he doesn't he care. <laughs> so, Brig, I have this here. Uh, Bob Melvin got to Oakland in 2011. Yeah. So he, um, I mean, the A's have been good, right? Yeah, solid. Super solid. Playoff contenders every single year. I don't know that I would necessarily qual- uh, qualify them as World Series contenders every year. No, but definitely the- uh, contending for the... Uh, for the playoffs um, this yep. year, they were one of, I mean, I think people had them contending with the Astros this year for the division. That's what kind of what we thought. If mm-hmm. you remember, like we were in yeah. that group for sure. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had that infield and I think that might be part of the reason that he kind of, they split, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, it it's be. very, very interesting. 
and this is one of those things that I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. Like we can make any predictions we want, but mm-hmm. there's going to be some chemistry things. There's some storylines at play. It's just going to be interesting. Like you said. Uh-huh. Yeah. So check this out real quick. He has a 514 winning percentage as a manager, uh, mm-hmm. 528 with the A's. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 498 with the Diamondbacks for five years. Uh, yeah. Five seasons with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Two seasons with the Mariners. They won 93 games his first year and then 63 his second and he was gone Gone. so he's 481 with the mariners that's really what drags his winning percentage down is that second season with the mariners because that was was pretty bad pretty Pretty bad bad. what year was that that was 2003 and 2004 Mm -hmm. that was um the mariners were really trying to catch lightning in a bottle again after 2001 at that point just yeah. trying to find the right guy because Lupinello left after two, yeah. after the 2002 season, and then they were trying to find the next guy who could get him back up, and it just hasn't happened. We're burning through managers there for a while. Yeah, and Bob Melvin happened to be the first one. Sorry, guy. But what do you do? You know that's baseball. That's that's right. All right, so let's talk about one of our other favorite people. Um, tongue. Uh, Firmly in cheek there. Tongue firmly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Rob. This Manfred. guy. Oh, Rob. This guy. Oh, Get a load man. of this guy. Uh, yeah. So he was asked about uh, the Braves and their team name and the Tomahawk Chop and everything. There was just like a whole bunch of stuff because he has media availability before the World Series. So they just kind of burned through a bunch of topics with him. This happened to be one of them. And his response was basically that. Major League Baseball doesn't market the game nationally. It's a regional sport, and they need to fill stadiums. So they focus their marketing efforts regionally. And that is why they get to keep the name Braves and the Tomahawk Chop. Because it resonates locally. What There's an idiot. There's a lot to unpack there, my friend. There's a whole lot to unpack there. There's it's insane a lot. to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, let, let's just stick with this, the whole regional thing. Like, okay, I, I've i made the argument in the past. I don't know if I've made this argument on this podcast before about how it's kind of a good thing that baseball is a regional thing. Because when you see somebody who, like, if I'm wearing my Seattle Mariners shirt and I'm out on the town or, like, a hat, somebody's going to say something. Because it's odd to see somebody wearing a Mariners hat in Phoenix, right? Yep, for sure. So oh, it does prompt some conversation, but overall, like the only reason I know guys who play for the Marlins or the Braves for that matter is because I follow the game as closely as I do. I don't blame anybody. Watching. I don't blame yeah. anybody for not knowing who plays on those teams if they're on the West Coast because Major League Baseball totally. doesn't market them two people on the west coast that's and 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 for the record i have two points to bring up before you move on one until i met you i thought it was odd to see somebody wearing a seattle mariners hat as well and it didn't matter where i was i'm a mariners fan i think it's odd too i'll be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) unless i'm in seattle and i see somebody wearing a mariners hat it's odd you're like what what is wrong with you why are you a leftover griffey fan you're leftover griffey fan yeah yeah. Yeah. are we kindred spirits (laughs) did we just become best friends (laughs) pretty much i've actually said that i brought that up in a job interview one time i was we were talking and you know baseball came up oh really who's your team i'm a mariners fan oh really me too it is in idaho i was like why are you a mariners fan (laughs) he's like i liked griffey man 
<laughs> the end. That's why a lot of Chipper Jones fans exist in the West as well, because TBS was available in the 90s. Yep. Chipper Not Jones, one of my top five favorite players ever. Me too, man. Legit because of TBS. Yep. So, okay. All right. So the number two thing I want to bring up is it takes us a lot of time and effort to dig up stuff that we don't naturally follow that doesn't come up in our algorithm based stuff and whatever. So that's why I was just going to reinforce that. Like, yeah, of course you don't know who the heck we're talking about sometimes, but that's why when we think it's relevant, we'll bring it to to your attention. Otherwise, there's a there's way too much information. We can talk about it all if we wanted to. And right. getting a hold of it is even harder. So we're with you. We got it. It's okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. And it, and it's a problem. It really is, it a, is problem a problem. Because there are great players around the league. Like, how many casual baseball fans know about Jazz Chisholm? Nobody. No, not nearly enough, if any. Well, and, and then on, on the other hand, the... on the other Let's hand, let's let's go to a different sport. How many football fans know who DK Metcalf is? Every stinking buddy. And he I has, don't know who he is. Well, you're not an NFL fan, though. That's true. So, and and this yeah. is the thing: is that his career has basically boiled down. He's a he's a receiver, and his career has basically boiled down to one defensive play. He chased down somebody like 90 yards on a pick to make a tackle. Oh, so. And that's the thing is like people know who he is. He's been a good receiver, not great, but he plays for Seattle. There's no reason for 90% of the country to pay attention to what the Seattle Seahawks are doing. Yet, nonetheless, they know who DK Metcalf is because he's a physical specimen. He's huge and he plays in the NFL. So they market their players to the country. That's that's 100% true. The MLB does not market Jazz Chisholm to the rest of the rest of the country when they should be. He's an exciting player. He's a great player to watch. You know who else is exciting is is uh, Luis Garcia, the pitcher, the rookie pitcher for Houston right now. Yes, he's the one who has that, that rock, dude. right? He does the the baby carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if it weren't for the platform, nobody'd know who he was. No, not just because he's a rookie, but because he plays for Houston and he's brand new and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fortunate that we have the platform we have with the playoffs in the World Series because. That dude is lights out. He's literally amazing. I have yeah, he's seen a problem. very uh, he's a problem constantly. I have seen very few pitchers that I that I would consider must see TV, and this dude is must see TV every mm-hmm. time, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that is that is a problem that Major League Baseball has now is going to continue to have going into the future if they continue to have this really small minded view of how they need to market their game, you can market your game regionally while marketing it nationally. Yes. And you have to do both. Yeah. Yeah. That they have marketing dollars that clearly are not being spent that are probably being pocketed rather than growing the game. And here's the thing. If they spent the money, it would, there would just be more and more of it. There would be. And then you add that to the you know the Nike deals and the Reebok mm-hmm. deals and all the Adidas stuff and all the this especially the new Nike uniforms and everything. Come on, yep, man, yep. it's just such an under resourced opportunity and it sucks. It's really frustrating to see because I feel like I mean I don't want to go in the nineties, um, but in the nineties well, I felt like it was marketed nationally. Like ESPN hardly covers baseball anymore. They got rid of baseball tonight. It is a seasonal show. 
that is on, I think it's only on ESPN Plus now. That's right. And, and you have to go to the MLB network to get a hold of 24-7 baseball. Yep. Yeah, because you're not you're really not getting it with ESPN. Sports Center this weekend was was tweeting out memes that have been dead for four years rather than tweeting out or uh, posting about the World Series. Really? Yeah. After a, some of the most exciting baseball we've seen in three years? Yep. Yep. That is insane. So, yeah. I mean, to your point, though, they're doing a terrible job. And I think that people are losing faith. Like, the the public awareness and the, the greater consciousness is, is bored and losing mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, and, I mean, and it's not is, okay, but it's... It is what but this it is, is. This right? is the other problem that, that it has, though, is that you have fans of teams in markets where, where their team is bad. Like, um, Phoenix is kind of a melting pot. People come from all over. A lot of people come from California. There's a lot of Dodgers and Angels fans here. Um, so I see I see fans from a lot of teams around here. But, like, I would imagine that in Arlington, there's not a whole lot of people watching baseball. Like It's during literally the season, across the street. From the uh, from the Cowboy Stadium, yeah, yeah, the, the old one was anyway. That come August, these people are watching preseason football, and they're checked out because the Rangers are bad, and they're not. They don't have some other avenue to get their baseball fixed. There's not something else being put into their lap because Major League Baseball is like, well, it's a regional sport. You have the Rangers, so. Uh, there's the problem. One more, There's the real problem to me. One more uh, drop in the bucket for old Rob being a failure. Yeah. But I love when he screws up and admits to it. It's so much fun <laughs> in a very cynical, satirical way. It's like, thanks, man. Thanks for admitting that you're completely incompetent and apathetic about Well, the problem is that, is that he doesn't see a problem with it. That's I know. The, that's like... The weird thing to me that he's like, well, we're regional. That's just it's it's the charm of the sport, but it's yeah. not good for it. It's well, no, you have to do both, bud. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. That was his predecessor. You have to do both, my friend, <laughs> because if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. What happens when the Rangers don't continue to play into the playoffs? What mm-hmm. happens to broadcast money? What happens to merchandising? What happens to all this stuff? You know, and if you allow your teams in those regions to be perpetually bad and be under resourced and underutilize their talent pool and all this other stuff because there's no salary cap and there's no profit sharing, there's none of that. Like this dude literally has his work cut out for him starting in the next seven days. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. And I mean, Wish we, had we more could go on the. We could go on a whole thing with like the TV broadcast rights and the ratings and things like that, but I think we've gone on long enough with this as it is. But it's mm-hmm. it's it really is a major problem that needs to be addressed and could eventually be one of the reasons that he is asked to step down eventually. Oh, I'm asking him. We've asked him several times. But, but Let's I think do it again. I think I think eventually the the owners are going to get fed up and they're going to ask him to step down because uh, they're missing out on a lot of money by him saying that. Wouldn't you love to sit down with Brian Cashman or somebody like that and be like, what, what do you really think of Rob Manfred? Like, what, yes. do you, what do you really think? Yes. Off the record conversation. I just would if kill there are any man. Major League Baseball executives out there listening right now, 
we would love to have an off the record conversation with you. We will not record it. We will not reiterate anything. We're just curious. We just got to know, like, what's the draw, man? Like, we're all we're all in business, right? We're all out to make sure that our us and our people benefit, right? That's like in baseball, that's where it's at. If you're in the front office, mm-hmm. your whole job is to make sure that you and the team succeed. And in order for that to happen, you got to make sure your fan base succeeds too. You would think, okay, yeah. but if you are beholden by a guy like Rob Manfred and supporting him in some way, even if you're the only one who is or the, you're the only one who's not, like, it doesn't matter to me. I want to figure out why. What are the nuances there? I do not understand why we're allowing somebody who's clearly bad for the game, bad for its longevity, bad for its legacy, to say stupid things like this on television or in press releases that are we, no, we, we're only going to market regionally. You know why? Because yeah. we're a regional sport. That's the charm. Good. Quit spinning it, Rob. Quit. What he should have said was, we understand that there's a problem with our national advertising stuff. We know that we struggle to get our message outside of its regionality. What we need to do is take this offseason and focus on that. And in fact, because I have that awareness, I have assembled a crack team led by, I don't know, Ken Griffey Jr. or whatever, to do something just like that. Remember, we hired him a couple of weeks ago. Well, the special project we've put him in charge of is marketing baseball extra regionally. That's what we need to do. And I understand that you're concerned. We're concerned as well. We are taking steps to address it. How about in three to four months we revisit that and we'll give you a progress report? You should do PR for baseball, Brick. I mean, it's not super <laughs> rocket science, dude. It's just like, it's like, dude, it was, it's just like in the military. You get asked a question. You say, you know what? I did not, I do not know the answer to that, but I know who to ask. I know which reg to look into and I know how to get the answer. I will have it to you by X date. There you it's go. simple, man. Yes, it is we simple. recognize that's yeah. a problem. If we didn't recognize it was a problem, that's a problem. <laughs> <Thank Yeah. laughs> Therein lies the initial problem. Our... Well, no, seriously, if you're in a press conference and you're like Rob Manfred and you say, "What?" I would turn it right around on the reporters. I'd be like, why do you see, do you see that as a problem? Well, yeah, I do, blah, blah, blah. Well, like, tell me more about that. <laughs> right? yeah. what, what would you do about it? Can we get offline yeah, find later out why and it's tell a me what you think? Yeah. I understand we don't have time to talk about it now, but I'd love to address this offline. I have an open door policy. I'm just saying it's not hard to get the feedback loop to start looping. He makes me so mad. You're right. And it's frustrating. And we as fans have dealt with this for, it's what, been six years now? It's insane. It's absolute insanity. It's, It's really frustrating because we don't want to see a world where Baseball takes, I mean, it's it's taken a backseat to the NFL. It's taken a backseat to the NBA, which is frustrating because the NBA's ratings are down. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I hate to say it, but I hate, I would hate to see baseball take a backseat to hockey as well and soccer because soccer's on the rise. It's on the rise, man. It, it could happen. And it, it would be very frustrating to see that happen because then it would be like you'd be the weird baseball fan instead of like, yeah, baseball fan right on, you know? But, you know anyway. what? Well, let's move on. But let me say this: This is my parting shot. Here we are in okay. the middle of the World Series, and we're having this conversation. If that's the case, something's broken. The end. Yeah. Let's move there on. There you go. Spot on. 
nail on the head. Okay, um, so there's a lawsuit going on, a class action lawsuit. A bunch of minor league baseball players are suing Major League Baseball, saying that they've been paid less than minimum wage for long enough. And uh, they're right. <laughs> Not just at all. We're just fed up. That's yes. it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. fair. Um, and I saw this today that the players are going to use a tweet sent out by Mets owner Steve Cohen. This tweet was uh, August 1st of this year. Are you ready for this, Brig? This is the exact tweet. I copied and pasted this here. It says, so education time. Baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments, investments that can make me that type of return. Yeah, no, they stand no chance. We might see another reorganization of minor league baseball because they're going to have to pay their players. Yep. That that's damning. That's it's so damning. bad. <laughs> I can see this turning, like you said, I can see this turning into single A, double A, triple A done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all we have. We don't have multiples. Yep. We don't have lower and higher. We don't have short and long. None. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. A ball is short season. You go to double A, you go to triple A. And yep. and I don't know. And that would be so sad. It would be because I don't know what that would do to the Arizona Summer League, the Dominican Summer League, because those are important. And this is the thing yes. that I've said for years is that the reason the product at the major league better at the major league level is so much better than it is at college at the college level is because of all those different levels those guys have to go through that you watch college football on Saturday, you watch NFL on Sunday, you can see the differences, but there are guys on the college football field on Saturday who within nine months are going to be on an NFL field. That is never the case. Well, rarely the case with college baseball. There is a stark difference between watching college baseball and major league baseball. And I've, I've seen it firsthand, even with college baseball and, uh, and low level minor league baseball. Rookie because ball. Yeah, for sure. I've sat through four hour college games because those guys couldn't get out. And then three weeks later sat through a two and a half hour rookie league game because those guys can't hit the pitching because it's too good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, same guys. <laughs> it's the same guys. Yeah. yeah. All those guys are the exact same age. And it is a stark difference because they have to improve through the different levels of the minor league system. And it, it would be a bummer because the top level product would suffer. But if they end up having to pay them more, that, that could be one of the results of it. And that would be a shame. But I wonder if we'd see more offshoots or or breakaways like we did in the Pioneer League, right? They're just like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, more we're going to go independent. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to maintain our own sovereignty and we're going to provide the community with the entertainment value that they seek. And we're also going to, you know, we're going to feed the major league pipeline for sure. But we're going to do our own development. We're going to create our own jobs, stuff like that. I, and I think that's totally possible. It's just going to take some serious cojones to do that like they've got in the Pioneer League. And without that, it's not going to happen. So we need some we need some real heavy hitters, some dedicated people to to come in and ensure that these communities retain baseball. And uh, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it would be great to have more more of the independent stuff because, I mean, most of those leagues are not going to fold just because they don't necessarily, I don't want to say because they don't want to, but they don't have to, you know, like you said, with the Pioneer League, they didn't have to fold. They just took it in a different direction. And it provides a different entertainment value. It provides more of a community feel for, um, for those independent leagues, for those small communities that typically have those low level minor league teams. 
um, it, it gives them a way to be more part of the game, I guess. Like we might see more Savannah, Savannah banana style baseball across the country. If there, if we see more independent baseball, we could. So, and there's, there's a tremendous desire for that type of baseball. Yes, there is. Like yep. there is. Anyway, yep. more to follow. Baseball. There is. And that, that is scheduled for a hearing of, uh, on June 1st of next year. So that's yeah. something that we're going to have to, I'm going to put, actually put that in my calendar to follow up and see what happened with that, because I'm very curious how that thing goes. Moi aussi, mon frere. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you that parlay the Francais. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what you just said. Anyway. Oh, great being, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's talk about gold gloves and silver sluggers real Let's quick. Let's do so the finalists were announced for each of these. Uh, let's go gold gloves <laughs> first. We're going to go okay. through the American League. So there are three finalists announced. Three. They get my fingers right, on the screen. That's it. Um, three strikes, you're well, out. Three finalists, you're done. That's it. There you go. Yes. For each position, um, the winners will be will be announced on November the 7th. So after the World Series is over. Correct. That's the day hey. before my birthday. Day before your birthday. That's right. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So real quick, let's go through this. American League, we have pitchers. We have Jose Barrios, Zach Granke, and Dallas Keuchel. Yep. Catchers, Martin Maldonado, Sean Murphy, and Salvador Perez. Um, first base, Yuli Gurriel, Matt Olson, and Jared Walsh. Second base, David Fletcher, Whit Merrifield, and Marcus Simeon. Third base, Matt Chapman, of course, Jose Ramirez, and Joey Wendell. Shortstop, Carlos Correa, Astros, J.P. Crawford, Mariners, woo! And <laughs> Belton Simmons. Left field, Randy Arozarena, Andrew Benintendi, Lourdes Guriel Jr., who, by the way, has the best hair in baseball, just so everybody knows. Um, For sure, I have the best have... hair in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Center field, we have Kevin Kiermeyer, Miles Straw, Michael A. Taylor, and right field, Hunter Renfro, Kyle Tucker, and Joey Gallo of your New York Yankees. Okay, I'm going to go through the National League. That's just go the American it. League, by the way. The National League pitching is Zach Davies, Max Freed, and Zach Wheeler. A pair of Zachs there. Catcher will be Yadi Molina, duh. JT Realmuto and Jacob Stallings. First base, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, Max Muncy, even with the injury. That's fantastic. Second base, Ozzie Albies, Tommy Edmond, and Colton Wong. Third base, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, Ryan McMahon, Colorado Rockies there. Shortstop, Brandon Crawford, Francisco Lindor, and Kevin Newman. Left field, Tyler O'Neill, David Peralta, A.J. Pollock. Center field, Harrison Bader. Brian Reynolds, Jackie Bradley Jr., in right field, Mookie Betts, Adam Duvall, and Mike Yastrzemski. Very cool. Is there anybody you feel like was left off either of those lists, Brig? Uh, Gary Sanchez? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Brig's got jokes, for those of you who uh, don't know. <laughs> I just got to throw out the anti-Homer comment here and there, just so you know I'm keeping it real, okay? I understand. <laughs> there you go. I Very understand. Good. I Very see good. it. I'm not totally indoctrinated. Uh, no, you know, I, I, it's a pretty good list. I love seeing Benintendi on this list, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, he's traded yeah. away from his home. 
And it was kind of like, what? And now he's back in a gold glove finalist position with a team that's really struggled. And it's not, Andrew Benintendi is not a finalist for this award because he's the token Royals guy. He's because he's a terrific outfielder. So I I love seeing this. I think it's great. I'm a little shocked to see Joey Gallo on there. Um, I, I don't think it's misplaced. I'm just... I'm just shocked, right? It just—it's like, wow, fabulous. I, but I will say this about Joey Gallo, though, that I—I I watched more Joey Gallo play this season than I have the last several. Yeah, and he—he's a way better outfielder than I thought he was. Oh no, Duke can a play baseball lot. for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, he's ball and play. you know he struggles just like everybody else. I but again, Max Muncie, I brought that up earlier. Seeing him on the list with all the time he spent off the field still is fantastic. But he had a Loving career that. year this year. He was an all-star. Yeah. He was considered a, a really big – it was considered a really big blow when he went down with an injury. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him having a career year. The only guy that who wasn't on this list who I would have liked to have seen was um, – and it's a homer pick. It's Ty France in Seattle. Mm, yeah. um, he had like one – literally only had like one error the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I read somewhere over the last like week that the reason he wasn't was because of some advanced metric about range. He doesn't oh. have much range, which is like, well, they don't ask him to because everybody else in the Mariners infield has range. So, yeah. But anyway, interesting. So, but I will say this: Jared Walsh is a great first baseman. Matt Olson is a tremendous first baseman. Yuli, and Yuli Gurriel, unfortunately, is also a tremendous first He's baseman. He's great, man. He's all so three good. of those guys coming from the AL West. Yep. So, so and good it's infield defense in the AL West. But super strong. Super strong. Yes. Let's go on to Silver Sluggers. Okay. Do you want to do the American League this time? I'll do the National Sure. League. Yeah, sure. So the American League, we have first base Vlad Guerrero Jr., Yuli Gurriel, and Matt Olson. Uh second base, Marcus Simeon, Jose Altuve, DJ LeMayhew, and Jorge Polanco. There's four in that category. Interesting. Third base, Rafael Devers, Jose Ramirez, and Kyle Seeger. Of your Seattle Mariners. Formerly of my Seattle Mariners. Well, yeah. So, uh, shortstop Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Tim Anderson, and Bo Bichette. Also a four-banger there. Outfielders. This is just across-the-board outfielders. Cedric Mullins, Teoscar Hernandez, Aaron Judge, Kyle Tucker, Mitch Hanniger, Lourdes Goriel Jr., Hunter Renfro, and Razzie, Randy Arozarena. Razzie. We should call him that from now on. Razzie. Yes, he is. Catcher, Salvador Perez, Mike Zunino, Gary Sanchez. There he is. There he is. Uh, designated hitters. Uh, again, across the board, Shohei Otani. Interesting. Jordan Alvarez, Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, and Nelson Cruz. Excellent. National League, the we Yankees, have first base. The Yankees we have, showed up for those. The Yankees did show up, and you would expect yeah. that, uh, honestly, yeah, with all the Silver Slugger. Bombs. That's it. Uh, all right, for the National League of First Base, we've got Freddie Freeman, Joey Votto, Paul Goldschmidt, and Max Muncy. Again, Max Muncy with a career year. Not surprised to see him on that list. Love uh, it. Second base, Ozzy Albies, Jonathan India, Jake Cronenworth, and Justin Turner. It's weird to see him at second base since that's not his position. 100%. Right? Yeah. So weird. Uh, third base, Austin Riley, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Patrick Wisdom. Shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr., Brandon Crawford, Trey Turner, Willie Adamas. I wonder if Trey Turner and Justin Turner got switched. If Justin Turner is supposed to be, I don't he's know. A third that's baseman. No, he's a third baseman, Justin Turner. Yeah, and Trey Turner is a second baseman. And then I don't know. Got Corey Seager playing shortstop. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. 
anyway. All right, outfield across the board, we got Juan Soto, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Brian Reynolds, Adam Duvall, Jesse Winker, and Tyler O'Neill. Uh, for catchers, we've got Buster Posey, Will Smith, JT Realmuto, uh, Omar Narvaez, and pitchers, Herman uh, Marquez, Max Freed, Jacob DeGrom, and Madison Bumgarner. Mm. Um, I have to say real quick in the American League, I'm very happy to see Mike Zunino on there because I'm I'm a big Zunino fan. Um, I was pulling hard hey, for him in Seattle. Are. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know catcher, but yeah. I pulled hard for him in Seattle. I really wanted to see see him succeed, succeed because I saw him have a ton of success in AAA. Like I saw him hit a ball out of Smith's ballpark break out of it to the street. Got right. Safe light and, repair. Safe light replace. Yes, exactly. You're right. You, you know don't what? pay me to say that. <laughs> but anyway, so he's a guy I really wanted to see succeed, and the Mariners traded him away for some pretty good pieces. Um, I'm glad that he's having some success in uh, in Tampa Bay, although he's still like a bomber strikeout guy. But anyway. It's true. But I think Salvador Perez is going to get that, though, because of oh, the record. For sure. So. For sure. Is there anybody on the list that surprises you, Brig, at all? Anywhere in there? Well, I'm always I mean, surprised to see that Rafael Devers is as good a ball player as he actually is. <laughs> Those cabbage <laughs> fat cheeks don't weigh him down. Cabbage <laughs> cheeks. No, he's such a good baseball player, and it just <laughs> bugs me. But I think, he, I mean, it just is. He's so good, and mm-hmm. I think that's why it bugs me. I, I love watching him play baseball as long as they don't put the camera on his face but it's fine yeah um <laughs> there's yeah. my homerism coming through but anyway no i'm not surprised by any of this every all of this makes perfect sense other than the nuances that we have already brought up everything else is great <laughs> yeah honestly i feel like you could just go down the list and like the first guy in every position is like who's gonna win it and then the first three listed in the outfield they're gonna win it like cedric mullins t oscar hernandez and Aaron Judge are going to be the outfielders. Juan Soto, Nick Castellanos, and Bryce Harper are going to win in the National League. That it's just yeah. it's just straight down the list, honestly. Yeah. Is what it feels like to me with these guys. No. These are all star lineups right here. It's not this one's not complicated. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we well, have let's a take a quick things. break. Do well, we have more? We have, we have two things. Oh yeah, Actually, that's let's right. Just, I'm so let's sorry. Let's go one. Let's just go to one. Uh, one thing here. Uh, so Peta Brig. Okay. <laughs> Peta has decided to insert themselves into the World Series and make it about them. Uh, so taking a page released... out of A-Rod's book. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they released this. I have it. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. So it's Peta's call to the bullpen, rename outdated term arm barn. So this is from New York. It says, as the World Series turns into a pitching duel, Peta is pitching a proposal to the baseball world strike out the word bullpen which references the holding area where terrified bulls are kept before slaughter in favor of a more modern animal friendly term PETA suggestion the arm barn and it goes on to say things like that like words matter and we understand that words matter that's fine sure. um we're all about that and then and they talk about how it's like they go in graphic detail and to really persuade people to want to use the term arm barn, right? Um, but honestly, it's ridiculous. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> At least it's not a derog. I mean, here's the thing: baseball is making is taking steps to remove derogatory terms 
regarding people. I understand animals are animals. Like we have our pets. We love them and everything. But also animals are food. I love a cheeseburger. So I'm not going to be calling the bullpen the arm barn unless it's as an ironic joke. Which we will be doing. Because very, very soon, if not by the time you're listening to this, you can jump on our shop at 9plusus.com and get your very own arm barn t-shirt. You sure can. <laughs> Just saying. It's it's, it's there. Very, it's there. It's so go available, check it out. Now. In fact, Brig, let's put a link in the doobly-doo. Should we put a, let's put a discount code attached to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. should. For all our friends at something of, the, something of animals. People... <laughs> People. For the ethical treatment of animals. There you go. There we go. That's who yeah, they that are. is our our, our PETA shirt is the arm barn shirt. For those yeah. of you who are curious, go check it out. There's a link in the doobly doo for you. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the World Series. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Just put it on. No, I told you I don't want to. It'll be fine. No, Brig. I don't want to get punched in the face. It's way more fun than you think, I promise. You're the crazy one, not me. It's Venom. It's the best. You'll be fine. I don't care how good the equipment is. You're always saying how important content is. It'll be good content for YouTube and TikTok. I'm not going to let you punch me in the face. Do it for the gram. Brig says they have to read this. Whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. Just be careful who finds your stuff. It might say more about your friends than it does about you. The Non There Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. We're really excited to talk to you about the World Series. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are not referring to it as the World Series when you're talking to your friends about it or family members and you're doing it wrong, I (laughs) spent all weekend indoctrinating a great number of children, uh, not during (laughs) Halloween, but just at the family party. I was like, listen, this is how you have to say it. So uh, (laughs) pardon us if we haven't done it that way forever. And you know now that's that's the standard standard response. That's the appropriate way to go about it okay let's let's recap the fall classic which you can say normally you don't have to there's no theatrics if you say the fall classic <laughs> so, <laughs> okay all right here we go brad yeah so tell me has, okay, go this ahead, been, yeah. has this been as exciting a baseball for you as it has been for me that's the first question um no Probably only because I haven't gotten to watch very much of it. Um, 
Yeah. We Wilson had baseball games during games last week and we were at trick or treating parties and uh and trick or treating during games. So I caught games late when they were mostly decided. Um in fact, when Jorge Soler hit that that second home run to put the Braves up 3 to 2 the other day, holy moly. That happened literally right before I turned the game on. Oh. <laughs> like because like we stream everything on our Apple TV, so it was like yeah. booting up, getting ready to yeah. go, getting into the app and everything when that home run was hit. Because I was following on my phone, right? But yeah, so I mean, it, it. I understand the excitement. Like I get it; they've been great games, great games to follow. But I, sure. I haven't gotten to experience it the way that I wanted to. So I'm so, evaluating whether or not we're going to play fall ball next year, just because of the timing <laughs> of the season. <laughs> That's fair. So that's fair. And I got to be honest with you. The reason I asked you that question is because I do not think you're alone. I think there are a lot of people out there who experience the world series the same way you do. And you know, you're checking your phone here and there and you, mm-hmm. you've got your kids and they're more important than the fall classic. They just are. So you <laughs> saw that they, <laughs> they come first. Family comes first. That's just the way it goes. Right. And trick yeah, treating yeah. is, is a priority. And so, you know, if that's your situation, I needed you to know that Brad is in the same situation. Don't feel bad. It's okay. We Baseball, hopefully, will always be there for us, and it's okay. We can always get it next year and come back around, but mm-hmm. your kids are never going to be that age ever again, and that's what I keep telling myself. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Brig, you're, you're spot on with that. That's perfect. I love it. Um, so there were some interesting things that came out this week about the World Series. So yes. <laughs> the first thing, first one here, I want to go into this because this is to me what makes baseball the best professional sport. Like when it okay. comes down to it, this is it is that people say that one of the things they love the most in sports is parody, not like parody, haha, but parody as in like distribution of talent and success across the league, right? That people like the underdog story, they like to see the teams that haven't won win. So this is super cool. We saw a graphic that said that Major Major League Baseball is the only league of the Big Four to not have repeat champions in the last twenty in the last twenty years. Twenty years, yeah. Like at all since we've gone into this millennium. And with that, additionally, we are seeing we've seen half of MLB's franchises, fifteen of the thirty, win World Series. And only three of those franchises have multiple titles. And again, no repeat champions. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. It so is I sent a big this, deal. So baseball family, I sent this to Brig this week. And I'm and I said, I'm curious how this stacks up with the rest of like the major professional sports. So today I had some time to kill and I uh, I pulled up the NFL. Since 2000, 13 franchises in the NFL have won the world, have won the Super Bowl. But while that's two less than Major League Baseball, there are two more teams in the NFL than there are Major League Baseball. There are 32, 32 teams in the NFL. That's right. So the a lower percentage there. And uh, you've actually had one. I guess the only team to go back to back during that time is the Patriots, which we expect because that's just the way that goes. Well, but, they've all lived through it. So, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and they 
so they went back to back about 15 years ago, but they've had multi, they've had plenty of chances where they were the AFC team to go. They won every other year, you know, kind of like a, a Giants kind of thing. And then I was I wanted to look at the NBA, see how the NBA has been uh, since 2000. Only 10 teams. Again, another league that has 30 teams. That is only one third of the NBA that has won a title. Um, the Lakers have gone. They went. They did. A, they started out the, the century with a three peat. And then they repeated, and then you had the the Heat who repeated, and the Warriors repeated. So that's one, two, three. That's four, count of four repeats. Wow. And, um, and yeah, only like I said, only ten teams have won an NBA Finals championship during that time. And the NHL, even the NHL, I wanted to go in. So the NHL did not have a season in two thousand five. I believe they had a, a strike or a lockout. And either way, it was a work stoppage. There was no season two thousand five. Um, yeah. But 12 teams have won the Stanley Cup in that time. And I believe there are 30 or 32 NHL teams. I know the NHL is growing, but uh, I'm really not a big hockey fan, so I don't know off the top of my head. But anyway, Hmm. 15 in baseball with only three teams repeating is a big deal. So for those of you who might be on the fence, this is the reason to watch baseball because there is somewhat more of a competitive balance, I feel like, in baseball than there is in any other sport. And a lot of those teams, all they have to do is get in. We saw it with the Nats two years ago. And That's they can right. make a run. So, Well, and the Nats two years ago, not only did they make a run, but that series was amazing. I was talking to somebody else about this this weekend. Nobody in that series won a home game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which brings me all away games. <laughs> Perfect segue, Brig, because that actually brings me to my next point. So the Braves are up three to two right now, right? And the Astros feel like they have a lot of the momentum. They're going home. But at the same sure. time, they lost the series losing back to back games at home in 2019 to the Nats. Against the Nationals. They can yep. only lose one of the next two. So Well, and I, I that's what I said. I said six. I can see seven, but I'm seeing six. Uh-huh. My my vote is six, um, and I and then I told everybody they only need to win one in Houston of the opening series, that that opening sequence of two games, and they yeah. did. So I feel like I'm right on track now. I'm going to knock on wood, rub my you know rabbit's foot, and spin around <laughs> on yeah my left foot and pat my head and rub my tummy at the same time. But I uh, that's just it feels good. Like I know the last two games were bullpen games. They split the difference between the two. I understand. I thought I expected more of Atlanta from game four than I saw. Um, Excuse me, game five. I expected Mm, more out of game five than I saw. Um, But it just it just was what it was. And I'm not I'm not upset necessarily because it was such great baseball. Right. Yes, it was. And, you know, we were out, we were headed to another neighborhood to go trick-or-treating, and we saw, and I, I saw on my phone that they had hit that Grand Slam, and I was like, oh, dang. I was like, we saw what happened when they gave up grand, early Grand Slams to the Red Sox. Like, yes, there was no looking back. But they buckled down when they needed to, because those weren't elimination games, those right. other games. They ended up just being throwaways. Um, So it didn't end up being that big of a deal. But I don't know if the Astros have another offensive explosion in them for nine runs. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. So, and we saw that we've seen the Astros score huge all season long, right? They have big scoring games. Yeah. One of the best runs. offensive teams in the bigs. 
if not the very best, which we yes. have to acknowledge. And the Braves off or defensively are phenomenal, except for Dansby. Dansby's kind of struggling right now. And it's a little bit of a do. dude. Listen, my dad, my dad texted me. He's like, Are you kidding me? Two in a row. I think it was during game three. He was like, Two oh. in a row, Dansby Swanson. Are you flipping? Can we get him out of there? At defensive <laughs> issues, right? Um, and yeah. he was so mad, and I don't blame him. I was mad too, but the uh, the thing that's going on is that they have a great pitching staff. Like they just, it's a phenomenal pitching staff, and mm-hmm. this is what we predicted, people. We said, look, it was going to be a immovable object up against uh, what did you call it? I don't know what the science. An is. immovable object against an unstoppable force. That's what it is. And that's what we have. Yeah, it's so good. It mm-hmm. is so good. So I still expect the Braves to win, absolutely. But it could go down to Game Seven. It really could. It's going to depend on pitching. It always goes down to pitching. But I think that uh, for me, I still think the Braves can pull it out, especially if some of their big heavy starters now have some rest. Yeah. So have Max Freed going up against Luis Garcia in Game Six. That's right. So that's going to be a heck of a game. That's right. Um, that's today. And it, it's all going to depend, I feel like, with this game, how long Dusty Baker lets Garcia go. Because Kendall Graveman was great Sunday night. Got six outs. Yep. Uh, he's got a day's rest to come back for game six. But other than him, like the, the bullpen hasn't been outstanding. They're good. They're not They're good. bad. But, right, but are they, they world the champion issue. good? I know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't You know what? Uh, let me bring up the other issue of the – of the Astros offense, the only issue they have is that everybody follows Altuve. If he's hot, everybody's hot. If he's yeah. cold, everybody's cold. And it's so weird. It is that he he will set the entire the, the tone for the entire game by getting on base or not. And it yep. is weird. It is weird. It's um, so weird. But he's a leadoff guy. That's that's his part of his job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, but something else that could be an issue for the Braves going forward is that Charlie Morton is out. Um, for those of you who didn't see, he fractured his fibula on a yeah. comeback. Or I think it was like 100 miles an hour off the bat, off of uh, Jose Altuve's bat. Yeah. And he went and pitched two more batters, right? Right. So now you think broken leg like oh my gosh it was dangling no your fibula for those of you who don't know the fibula is a non-weight bearing bone so you could technically walk with a broken fibula but it's still difficult to pitch because it's incredibly painful yes so that's how that worked <laughs> thank so he you finished the inning but he is not going to be pitching again <laughs> no he's done all that adrenaline and all the swelling and everything it's over yeah. it's gone yep yeah but so to his credit what a what a heroic performance I would put that above the the bloody, bloody sock. sock. Yeah, yeah. Well, now okay, hold on Brad. You <laughs> you for those of you listening, you Brad had huge air quotes with bloody sock. I just kidding. I don't think it was ketchup. Oh, are you sure Brad because that sounded an awful lot like real skepticism. <laughs> I'm sure it was I'm sure it was blood. Who was it? Somebody the other day said uh, I think it was might have been Charlie Morton said that he's not going to insert himself into the storyline by putting ketchup on his sock. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And then somebody else came after uh, Schilling for the same thing. And Schilling said, I still have it. You want to test it? I'll give you a million dollars if you're wrong. 
but I want a million dollars if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I was like, were we? And of course, we're still talking about this, but because it's iconic, right? That's the way it the, is. It's a big deal. Anyway. And the the ketchup thing to me is freaking hilarious. Like that's so oh, funny. Like, yeah, sure. dude, he, I saw him put ketchup on the sock to go out there and like rally the troops. No, he, no, he didn't. That's not true. <laughs> no, no. But thank you for trying to be a money grabber in the in the moment. That's wonderful. Yes, exactly. Um, so we did see a first. And not an absolute first, but a first in a very long time, nearly 100 years. Zach Granke goes in and pinch hits the other night. Successfully. <laughs> Successfully. Hey, Silver Slugger nominee, right? Silver Slugger. That's finalist. what I'm saying. I yes. mean, why not? Right? I'm just saying I, he, it's I guess not he's just not that he because... pinch hit. He pinch hit successfully. <laughs> yeah. And I guess he's not a Silver Slugger. He's a Gold Glove finalist. Yeah. But okay. Not but he should silver be Slugger Silver Slugger, right? Hail. Um, but anyway, so he's the first pitcher to record a pinch hit base hit since 1923. Mm -hmm. How is that for a baseball stat? At least in the World Series. The World Series! The first pitcher to get a pinch hit base hit in the World Series after the date of October 2nd with a waning crescent moon since 1923. <laughs> what is he, a Scorpio? What's happening? <laughs> now i'm curious i don't know that's bad people go to baseball reference they gotta have a zodiac sign there do they not i think i do think it's on there we're gonna I find think out it right is now oh baseball family for those of you who don't know brad and i and by that i mean i have recently learned a lot about the zodiac stuff and it's super fun super interesting so that's the only reason I'm teasing him about it. I have to poke you about it, Brad. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know like what exactly the Zodiac is, but he just turned 38 11 days ago. So he's happy a Scorpio. Birthday, Zach. Okay. He's a Scorpio. There you go. I told you. you <gasps> so he's the first might be the first Scorpio to get a pinch hit base hit as a pitcher in the World Series after October second. With a waning crescent go. moon and Neptune in retrograde. There you go. I don't think we have to say anything more about that. That just nope. buttoned it up real nice. <laughs> <It did>. <laughs> <laughs> That's hardcore okay. coverage right there. <laughs> I do have one. I do have one more interesting thing for you though, Brig. Um, okay. A numbers thing. So game five, the final score was uh, nine to five, right? I can't think off the top of my head now. I don't know. Um, I think it was nine to five. Yeah, it was nine, nine to five. That is like the that Dolly Parton song, working nine to five. There you go. Um, <laughs> the first game in this series where one of the teams did not end the game with only two runs. What? Say that again. Okay. So in every in games one through four, one of the teams ended the game with only two runs. So game one, it's loading oh. my computer. Oh, so here we go. So six to two. Uh, seven to two, two to zero, three to two, and then game five was nine to five. Nine to five, yeah. I That's that weird. Was interesting. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that yesterday, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, because that grand slam was like, well, either this series is over, or this is going to be the first time one of the teams doesn't end the game with two runs. So I literally said that to the people I was sitting there with. They hit the grand slam at first, and I said that might very well be the ball game, ladies and gentlemen. Like, 
Because in Atlanta, up against that with no DH, you literally, I mean, had it not been a bullpen game, gone, over mm-hmm. with, done. Yeah. Yep. I'm it very well could have been. That could have been. That's the that's the Braves MO, right? Low scoring mm-hmm. games. They go up four. You're like, what? Four, yeah. four is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. Yeah, and it did feel like it was over right then. I was like, they might get an insurance run later, but this game's over. Was the way That's I felt. How I, about feel. It. I really did feel that way. Yeah. So, um, so let's go into some trends and predictions here. Like we we saw that trend that if the Braves win, it's generally been relatively low scoring. The Astros have had two times now where they've kind of I don't want to say they exploded, but nine nine runs is an offensive explosion. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, do you see another one of those, Rick? Because I think that's what it's going to take from them. They're going to have to score a bunch of runs. I think win. they stand a better chance of doing that in Atlanta or in Houston than anywhere else. So, yeah, I, I do see it being possible for sure. But I think that mm-hmm. will push us to a game seven. I think it's going to happen. They're going to ride some of this momentum. They're going to have it's all going to explode in game six if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then we'll end up in game seven. And I think I still feel like the Braves are going to pull it out. I really do. I do but too. I, but I think the Braves are going to pull it out tomorrow, today, whatever it is. I, I agree because I think um, I think Max Fried is going to shut him down. Um, honestly, like, but so will Garcia. Garcia will so too. Gonna... But I think I think this is going to be the difference. Um, I think that the the Braves lineup, the bat, like the offensive side of the ball. They're going to be patient enough that they can work Garcia. And like I said, it's going to depend on whether or not Dusty Baker is going to let him go beyond 100 pitches. That's right. You or know, if, he's, if he gets yeah, yes. if he gets to the fourth or fifth inning and he says, okay, we got to bring in Graveman for middle relief now. And I don't know if you do bring in Graveman for middle, for middle relief because if you do that, you don't have him later in the game. Right. It's you all know, you bring in off Presley and you could have some issues. So it'll yes. be interesting. It really to me, it's going to come down how Dusty Baker manages his pitching staff. The Braves are way better in the bullpen, front to back. That's not so much going to be an issue for me. That if those Atlanta or if those Houston bats are clicking, they're going to click against anybody. Yep. Uh, within the that Atlanta can throw at them, I but agree. Atlanta can get going late in the game against the bullpen, and that could be trouble for Houston. That's, I feel exactly the same way. So for me, it's all going to, I think they've seen Garcia enough now, mm-hmm. Atlanta has, that yeah. they'll be like, okay, all right, we, we know what he's doing. He's throwing low every time. I mean, you look at this guy, he throws low almost every single pitch is outside the zone low. Yeah. And to to me, it's just takes a, a, just a hair more plate discipline to overcome that and yes he's going to goose you a couple of times for mm-hmm. sure he's going to catch on to what you're doing and then the mind game is at play but that's professional baseball ladies and gentlemen that's way baseball goes. in general the mind that's game. the way it goes it's the best it's the best yeah. part of the whole game is the the mind game between yeah. pitcher and batter so i think that's going to be at play in game six for sure yeah i would not be surprised to see atlanta wrap it up in game six Not even a little bit. But on the other hand, I mean, I do feel like if Houston scores four runs, they're going to win. You think it'll only take four? I think it'll only take four. I was going to say five. I think that if they breach five, it's then we're then we have a problem. Yeah. 
Do you think do you think Atlanta could score five runs against yeah. Garcia in the bullpen? Yeah. No, so first not against five Garcia. Runs. Not against Garcia. Well, against no. the bullpen though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so five runs so, all night long. The first one to five, I think, is gonna win the ball yeah, game. Yeah, first five. Okay. I'm gonna say That's first right. to four for me. Okay. All right. So those are fun. What happens if I'm right? I'm not doing another pie to the face. Well, <laughs> come on. Me. You, you seem to love betting against me, man. You seem to love it. <laughs> I know. I might need to take the rest of the season off, <laughs> regroup, and then we'll start up again in the in the spring training. <laughs> you come on. Your kid wants Wilson wants so bad. He does. You in the face. So, I would okay, love so to let's let's gift. recap this real quick. In fact, I'm going to put it up over this as we talk right now on YouTube. Okay. So. So we had that bet. Whichever of our teams did not make the postseason, um, we would take a pie in the face. The Yankees made the wild card game, so Brig was off the hook. Well, the Mariners got eliminated, so I had to take a pie to the face. Um, my son Wilson loves doing it. He's all about hitting me in the face of the pie, and he legitimately pushed the pie into my face, pulled it out, and looked at me. He goes, "Dad, when can we do this again? <laughs> Next time I lose a bet to Brig, when's that going to be?" <laughs> Yeah, he asked, when's that going to be? <laughs> Not for a little while. <laughs> well, I was there for one of them, and it was fabulous. There was whipped cream all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it, that one did get everywhere. He's a little bit softer on this one, but yeah, that first one was pretty rough right in the face. The first but... one, he he came at you hard. I think he, he even came at you twice, didn't he? If I he remember did, right? yeah. Yeah, he pulled yeah. it and then... And then got me again with it, but the damage was done, so it didn't really matter. My man, I didn't put point. him up to it, by the way. He just <laughs> he knows he knows the drill. He knows how it works. Oh, he's so dang cool. <laughs> he is. He's a cool kid. We have a lot of fun. But um, let's go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and wrap things up, Briggs, so that if people are watching or listening late, they can get back to uh, the World Series. That the but, World Series. The World <laughs> Series. Thank you, Brad. Uh, baseball family, for those of you watching on YouTube and even those of you listening, we're really excited to let you know about our shop that's at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. I am drinking out of my Baseball Together mug, as you can see here on YouTube, which is my favorite mug ever. Um, I'm wearing my Home of the Brave hat, camouflage with a home plate and an American flag inlay. Baseball things in honor of Halloween. And uh, Brad's got his legendary T-shirt on, his Legends T-shirt. You know, heroes get remembered, but legends never die is a thing. And uh, what hat are you wearing tonight, Brad? It's my perfect hat. Your perfect hat. That's such a perfect hat. Would you look it at it? It is so perfect. Just look yeah. at it. It's so perfect. Sometimes Anyway, baseball family, it. jump on the shop, 9plusus.com. We are going to, obviously, like we've let you know, our arm barn T-shirt is available. You can get 15% off. Uh, with a discount code that is available in the doobly-doo, and uh, we will absolutely let you know what that is. Why don't, why don't we just call it Barn 15? Barn 15, there we go. Barn 15 is going to be the discount code. Baseball family, get on there, grab it. It's available in black uh, for obvious reasons, and uh, keeping it simple today. So <laughs> anyway, with that, to you, Brad. Absolutely. I love it. I'm excited for this new t-shirt. I'm excited for... Like we have so much more stuff coming, and it's so exciting. Yeah. We kind of we kind of hit the pause button on stuff for a while, but we got a lot more stuff coming. But anyway, yeah. don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on whatever app you listen on. Um, we would appreciate that, and also leave us a review if you can. 
Um, most likely only on Apple Podcasts. If you can head over there and leave us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. But also, if you have time, head over to baseballtogether.com. If you want to watch the podcast there, you can listen to the podcast there as well. And uh, drop drop us a note in the mailbag. There's a link in the navigation on baseballtogether.com. There's a link in the description of every episode to submit to the mailbag or leave us a voicemail, whichever you prefer. But baseball family, with that, um, enjoy the end of the World Series. We're going to wrap it all up next week, and we'll catch you then. Mm-hmm.